Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who's gotta collect them all. Gotta collect them all. And I'm Verata, the girl who, complete change of topic, in the words of my doctor, has a raging UTI. <laughs> so that's why I'm only drinking water tonight. Ah, it's almost to my kidneys. I can feel it. Oh. Hot it just in time. Yeah. Okay, so going down the TMI route, because that's what we do mm-hmm. here, um, yeah. TMI and tangents, I once had an asymptomatic UTI, so I didn't know that I had one, and it did travel to my kidneys. By the time that I got to the ER room out of intense pain, they're like, your kidneys are starting to shut down. And I'm like, that's fan-fucking-tastic. That was my sister, like, what, two years ago? A year ago? She went to the ER for one and mine, I'm, I'm like, I didn't feel anything until my lower abdomen and back started to hurt. Right. And I have one janky kidney because I had, I almost died when I was uh, about two years old. I had a blockage in my left kidney oh. and they removed the blockage, but it was basically like going to swell and burst. And if it had done that, I would have died. So they fixed me, but now my kidney's a little misshapen bean Aww. and that's the side that hurts. And I'm like, it's my weak side. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, I mean, I'm good. Peeing orange. (laughs) My strong (laughs) hand. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, (laughs) I think moving on. (laughs) If you're new here, welcome to the chaos. (laughs) But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of fucking. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters using specific in-game dialogue. So, if you want to stay spoiler-free, this is not the podcast for you. So, here's your fucking spoiler alert. Thanks for the spoiler alert, N7. It just wouldn't be a true episode without that clip. And just like with all of our previous episodes, we'll assume you have some background knowledge of the game and the character in question, but we'll be providing context for those of you who may be unfamiliar. Today's episode is a bit different, as we'll be discussing two romance options. So get ready to toss a coin to your witcher in this valley of plenty. 
Today's episode is about the romances between Geralt of Rivia, Triss Marigold, and Shawnee the Medic in The Witcher 1. In addition to those two romances, Geralt can sex it up with 19 other women. Well, most of them are women, so we'll be covering those quickies too. But let's start with our girl Triss. <sighs> Geralt, a pleasure as always. As always. So, some background, if for some reason you live under a rock but have access to podcasts. Originally, The Witcher was a series of Polish fantasy books written by Andrzej Spakovsky with monsters based on Eastern European folklore. These books inspired the video games, which also inspired the hugely popular Netflix show. The Netflix show is basically the book plots with the game's aesthetics. Geralt of Rivia is our main man, a legendary witcher of the School of the Wolf, vanquishing monsters and laying with fair maidens throughout the 13th century. Geralt is known to be one of the greatest witchers, and depending on how you play your morality in the game, he can either be famous or infamous. A witcher is essentially a special warrior that has undergone extensive training and ruthless mental and physical conditioning alongside with some mysterious rituals, to be specifically honed at slaying monsters. If you've seen the Netflix show, and you've heard that catchy song, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, it's because they are essentially mercenaries. They are your friendly neighborhood monster hunters for hire, or sometimes not friendly. All depends on which one you get. <laughs> Fair. Geralt is also different from other witchers because he had an unusual tolerance for the mutagens, aka the mysterious rituals that grant them their unique abilities. So they gave him more than normal. You know, why not? This resulted in his hair turning completely white and may have given him greater speed, strength, and most importantly, stamina compared to his fellow witchers. So he had 10 books full of monster slaying and maiden laying before we meet him in CDPR's first Witcher game. While the games are not direct sequels to the books, they are spin-offs and characters, events, and relationships from the books often come back and are referenced in the games. Also, particularly for the first game, it's much more like a sequel given that the opening cutscene is a reenactment of Geralt's battle in The Last Wish, one of the books. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the first game, the one that we are covering in this episode, Geralt loses his memory. He also kind of died. But then he was alive! Thanks, Yen. The last remaining witchers take him back to Kermorin, and that is where the first witcher game starts. There is a complicated conspiracy concerning witchers, their secret magic-y stuff, and some evil forces who want the secrets. You know, standard stuff. But that's enough backstory. If you want more on the Witcher lore, then go listen to the Witcher lore cast with Robots and Beastie of the Two Girls Pod. Toasty. Fast forwarding, the evil forces hurt Triss and steal knowledge. Oh, and they're called Salamandra, because why not? So you can make a healing potion for Triss to help her recover after being injured in the battle. And wow, we're still in the game's prologue and Geralt can already make the beast with two backs. This might be a record. Let's just say Triss is very thankful you healed her. What was in that potion? I'm so happy you're back. When I saw you, all the feelings I tried to deny returned. Stronger than ever. Triss, 
I'm not ready to talk about the past. Of course. I, I shouldn't pressure you. I just feel so... <laughs> the powers. I'm behaving like a teenager. <sighs> Let's focus on the present. I guess I disappointed you all. Forgive me. Nothing to forgive. What I felt when I learned you were alive... Hard to compare to anything. Oh. Except maybe what I feel as I look at you. I missed you so. Let's see if the best bed in Kermoran can hold us. <laughs> the best bed in Kermoran. Dear listener, please keep that line in mind if you ever go through and play Witcher 1 and then Witcher 2 and then Witcher 3. I love the fact that they put this little Easter egg in there right from the get-go. It's perfect. Anyways, so let's start the breakdowns now. There are going to be a lot of little scenes in this game. And at each culmination, the journal entry card updates. And the picture shown reflects that. Uh, for all of Geralt's encounters, dick counters, and fuckters, I don't know what I'm going to call them. The card shows a sexy picture of the woman you just had a good time with. The first of 26. Yes, 26 different cards you can collect is the Triss card. <laughs> this is a picture of Triss holding a white sheet over her presumably naked body on a bed being propped up by pillows with a black cat that reminds me both of Mary and Houdini. The cat is right smack dab where her kitty would be showing. Like I said, these scenes are all very short and don't have any on-screen action, but it pops up the card that you can look at as often as you want. Yeah, I liked her card because it had a black cat in it. <laughs> um, it's well implied that Geralt and Triss had a relationship prior to the events of the game. Geralt has lots of lovers, if that's not clear. But the two major players are Triss and Yennefer. We won't be talking about Yennefer today, but rest assured, we will be. Also, for a game that was released in 2007, I have to say, they clearly spent a lot of time and care on the jiggle animations for Triss's boobies. It is a source of endless bitter delight for me that they have Triss standing in what looks like Victoria's Secret circa 2009 lingerie when she delivers crucial game information to you. Was that a mod? It was in every video I could find of the dialogue scenes with her from that game. She's almost always in like this black lace teddy. So I think it probably was because Shawnee is also in lingerie. I did recognize a lot of their outfits as being base game, but the internet is the internet and mods are mods and what gets posted up to YouTube is probably going to be that because there aren't that many vids for this game. And I'm not romancing Triss this playthrough, so I won't be able to see the outfit changes myself. But while watching these, and her girls were up and out and on display, all I know is that she said something about triangulation and it being very effective. But otherwise, I was too distracted. <laughs> Triss is an essential companion to Geralt throughout the first game. But she wasn't always. Triss is actually obsessed with Geralt in the books but that love is very much unrequited. She does get some criticism by some players in the first game because of Geralt's amnesia. Some people think that she takes advantage of him. All he does remember was that she was important to him in some way, but he can't remember what their relationship was exactly. See, okay, 
Geralt and Triss have slept together before. Once. In the books. And Triss needed to use magic to convince him. And Geralt regretted it and constantly turned her down every time she seduced him afterwards. Compare that to Geralt and Yennefer being completely in love and adoptive parents to Ciri. I can see why there's not a lot of Triss love. Yes, the telenovela is coming along nicely. It might seem strange that we keep referencing the book's events, but the book characters' events are very, very pertinent to understanding the game characters. At this point in the game, Triss wants to have a relationship with Geralt, but is not outright forcing him, which is refreshing, given her past with Geralt in the books. Geralt is consenting to this relationship with the information he has, but... Triss has not told him any of his lost memories. She chooses to not reveal to him that he is, in fact, very much in love with Yennefer, who's absent the entire first game, for good reasons. The criticism is deserved. I will say no one else mentions Yennefer to Geralt either, but no one else is trying to sleep with him, are they? Uh, one other person. But we'll get to her. <laughs> I feel like Shawnee doesn't know, though, about Yennefer. Because, like, she hasn't seen him for, like, three years at this point. Triss knows. Yeah. Triss is a sketchy bitch. Um, agreed. And it should be said that people think Yennefer is dead. But yeah, that would still be right after she supposedly died. And given how many times Geralt has turned down Triss in the books, it makes sense that if he did not have amnesia, he would not have romanced Triss. The games idealized and changed Triss a bit... She is undeniably Miss Fanservice, given her extensive cleavage, jiggle mechanics, and that her beauty is constantly lampshaded in the game. It is kind of icky that the foundation for that change of heart is built on Triss, relying on Geralt's amnesia. Triss cannot overshadow Yen for Geralt otherwise. It's very easy to compare Triss and Yennefer, because they are two archetypes of female characters in fantasy. Yennefer's the confident, brave, and all-powerful sorceress to Triss's weaker magic, cowardice, to call it like it is, and damsel in distress bit like she was in all of the second game, for instance. I know this might not sound like it, but I actually don't hate Triss, and I know this is all very critical of her, but I mean, like, she's literally allergic to magic and yet is a sorceress? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yennefer is damaged, but domineering an outright rejection of the typical fantasy tropes for women where they're docile and weak. The author, Andrzej Spakovsky, actually said that Yennefer is the anti-Arwen from Lord of the Rings. Triss, on the other hand, has a very weak sense of self, especially in this first game, letting the other Lodge members dictate who she is and what she does. And to top it all off, she starts out the game with her delusional, unrequited love for Geralt. I mean... Let's put this this way. Imagine that you are Triss. Your supposed best friend is missing, presumed dead, and her serious boyfriend slash husband has suffered catastrophic amnesia to the point his entire personality is called into question. You seduce him and lead him to believe that the two of you had an elaborate relationship, avoiding any discussion of his life before, and only acknowledge it existed after he starts having flashbacks. Can you imagine if the sexes were reversed and Triss was a man doing this to a female character? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I feel like it's fair that we criticize her for this. But look, Triss gets a major backbone and glow up come The Witcher 3. So, you know, she's not written off for me at all. But right now, she's bordering on pathetic. We're expected to root for Triss because she's pretty and she's nice, especially when contrasted to Yennefer, who routinely gets called mean, arrogant, bitchy all over the internet. All the sex scenes discussed in this episode are also player decision, so your Geralt is consenting. But it's hard to deny that the narrative isn't forcing you with Triss, at least in the beginning. We'll get to Shawnee soon enough, and then it's Dandelion who's forcing you into a sex scene, kind of. It's definitely egging you on, as he do. Dandelion is bro, though. <laughs> he wants to see Geralt get laid and see if it changes his attitude at all. If you put your stick in somebody, maybe it will remove the one from your ass. <laughs> oh, but back to Triss. The game came out in 2007. So it was very early days, and the standard loyalty quest framework was just starting out. For Triss, this takes place with her requesting a specific item from Geralt if he wants to be with her. This is what she'll say to him to start that errand to finish her romance. Geralt, I wanted to talk to you about the future. About us. Triss. I'm not jealous. I'd just like to know where we are. Can't this wait? I have this job. Clients getting impatient. Please think about it, Geralt. We needn't talk. A symbolic gift would do. Say, a ring? Couldn't you just read my mind? I could. But I don't want to. If you give me a ring, I'll treat it as a pledge. If you don't, I'll try to understand. See you, Witcher. You know, just a little ring. Nothing serious. You also have to be strict with Alvin at least once, because apparently good discipline with children is one of her hard lines for stepdads. <laughs> this audio, when I first heard it, is she for real? Like, uh, I'll try to understand. No, she won't. When has she ever taken no as a no from Geralt? Like, literally never. She's seduced him with magic. She's constantly and pathetically begged him for his love or just even sex, to which he's always said no until his very convenient for her amnesia. And now she has the audacity to be like, get me a ring, bitch. I don't even need to finish this romance out. My rating's a one out of 10. Does Geralt sound like he's in love or even enjoying himself? Maybe sexually, as Jen will elaborate on. But Triss interrupts him constantly. He asked her to read his mind. He didn't even want to tell her. He didn't even want to talk to her in that moment. He's like, I'd rather go do some witcher jobs and witcher stuff, please thank you. Like, this is not good. <laughs> anyway, the next time you talk to Triss is also the next time you can sleep with her. But first, listen to what she says. Oh my gosh. So you love me and have forgotten her? Triss, I... You're sweet, you know. The only one I trust. You've endured a lot. Time for a reward. The little one's asleep. So let me show you some real magic. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I just want to say that while this is playing and she says the little one is asleep, he's literally bouncing off the walls in the background. She doesn't even know where the kid is. Okay? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So I know that you didn't play this game. So here's a little bit of, of lore for you. If you are a sorceress or a magician, having sex with a witcher is actually magic boosting. It's enhancement. It feels like you touch them and it feels like they mm -hmm. vibrate. Like you actually. That makes sense now. Because she weak. She's so weak. 
Okay, Yen don't need him. That's why she's abusive to him. Okay, I'm not I'm not rooting for Yen either. Everybody sucks in this game. Okay, I'm all for Geralt. <laughs> Geralt needs to find himself a good woman or man or somebody. But I don't like Triss in the first game. I only played Wild Hunt. That's my disclaimer. I should have said it earlier. Did not play this game. I was like literally having a moment researching this game. I was like, what is happening? Wow, we have come a long ways. This is crazy. The shit she says to him, mm-mm, I don't like it. Yeah. Okay, so this is the first game that I've played the game and you haven't. So <laughs> tables are turned. <laughs> Truth. That's fine. I don't, I don't see myself playing this game. <laughs> like I'll watch videos. I love The Witcher, but I don't think I'll play this game. But okay, let's get back. Back on the rails. Back on track. And that track is leading us to Triss's second romance card. And this is where we get to see the iconic bathtub. Triss is on full display, only half submerged in the tub. Glorious, perky boobs staring right at you in the face while a blue flame encases her right hand. The little black shadow cat can be seen in the upper right hand corner watching you as you look at its master. Cute, cute, cute. Triss and Geralt literally are just playing house in this first game and not well either, as I pointed out with the kid Alvin. Like Triss is trying to have some shadow of what Geralt and Yennefer have with Ciri. This like pseudo nuclear family dynamic. Don't work out for them. They are shit parents. Like Alvin, the kid they tried to raise together, he just poofed out of existence one day. Too bad our special necklace didn't help. I was like, when I saw that scene and Geralt's like, hey, Triss, where's Alvin? She's like, oh, I don't know. He just disappeared one day. Too bad his special necklace couldn't protect him from his powers of poofing into another universe randomly or something. It's like the universe is trying to tell Triss to stop. She just keeps trying to force a bond with Geralt, but maybe she should just move on. Pretty sure no one can top lilac and gooseberries for him. Oh, ratings for this game are going to be difficult. I can only rate the cards considering that there are really not any physical interactions that we see on screen. I give the card one with the blanket a nice six. I love the level of detail and the seductive look in her eyes. The second card, I give an eight. I love titties and kitties. <laughs> but they changed the color of her hair. And Triss's fiery red hair is one of her most recognizable features. And she looks brunette in this card. So I don't know what the hell happened there. Like, I understand that your hair gets darker when it's wet. Um, but it Triss doesn't, doesn't know what her hair color is. It changes all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, technically it can. Because as a, as a sorceress, she's the one that picks what we see. So she could snap and change the color. So, yeah, but... I guess it was brunette in the books, and then they were just like, redheads are sexier. So they did that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it was red in the first card and brown in the second. So that's why I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah. I noticed that too. And that's why I didn't realize that second card was Triss's at first, because I was like, that's not Triss. But I guess it is. It is. <laughs> Should have recognized the black cat. Right. <sighs> and now... It's time for a mid-break before we get to Shawnee and the 19 other lovers in The Witcher 1. Whew. Talk about that Witcher stamina. Time for some fun facts. Despite being called Geralt of Rivia, he's not actually from Rivia. His mom, Visenya, left him with the Witchers of Kaer Morhen in the realm of Cadewyn, 
His teacher, Vesemir, encouraged all the students to make up surnames as to appear more trustworthy. Geralt's first choice? <sighs> Geralt Roger Eric Duhat Belgard. But Vesemir said that that was silly and pretentious. No way. Really? Hi, I am Geralt Roger <laughs> Eric Duhat Belgard. <laughs> no, it's not how this works, Geralt. It's a mouthful. So he settled on Geralt of Rivia, and Geralt apparently even went so far as to adopt a Rivian accent. Later on, Queen Mev of Lyria knighted him for his valor in the battle for the bridge on the Yoruga, making his title of Rivia official, and he became a true knight. How cool. Yay! I bet that made him laugh, too. He's like, wow, I didn't know that was going to happen. Right? What a crazy random happenstance. (laughs) What am I supposed to do with a knighthood? Does it come with a paycheck? Does it come with a wench? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Let's read out a review. We did get a lovely, lovely review on iTunes. And this was on July 26th from Courier 7. Five stars. A fun podcast. Such an amazing show with amazing hosts. Been looking for a podcast that dives into video game romances. So I'm happy I found one about this show. It's so inspiring, and you can definitely tell these amazing ladies put so much work into this amazing podcast. Thank you. Seriously, we do put a lot of work into it, and we're glad that you can tell. Yes, we love being validated. Give us attention. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you. No, seriously, but thank you. As she said, we put a lot of work into this, and it's also really fun. So um, it's always great to hear that other people are enjoying it, too. Mm -hmm. It's the reward Yes. All right. It is time to thank the patrons. We have amazing, amazing patrons. Uh, Shanko, Apollo, Toasty, Wynn, Luke, and Stone Mistheos. Big hearts, major love, and everything. You guys are awesome. Yes. Also, special thanks to Toasty in chat tonight because he is like supporting me in my hatred for Triss, so. <laughs> or at least enjoying me. I don't know if he actually hates her. But yeah, he gets bonus points for that. Uh, and Toasty will be on on every future Witcher episode that we have because he is our Yen Man. <laughs> but uh, let's get to what is behind door number two and meet Miss Shawnee. How'd you get past the old hag? That nice lady downstairs. She's made my life hell. <laughs> How'd you get past the old hag? (laughs) The voice acting has come a long way. Let's just put it at that. Okay, time to talk about the second romance option in The Witcher. Shawnee, the red-headed doctor. If you didn't know about Geralt's particular interest in raven-haired sorceresses, you'd think he had a thing for gingers. Also, why is it that all these women are out here giving Geralt quest info whilst wearing sexy teddies? Anyway, Shawnee is a medic, not just any old herbalist. She studied at Oxenfurt Academy. She was a field medic during the Battle of Brenna, something that happened during the events of the books, but is referenced by Shawnee in conversations in-game. Like Triss, Geralt has slept with Shawnee in the books before, although he definitely consented fully on that occasion. No magical coercion. In the first game, Shawnee spends the majority of her time working in the hospital in Vizima, tending to the victims of the Catriona Plague. It's basically the Witcher version of the Bubonic Plague. Yeah, it's yucky. 
something else that's yucky I'd like to bring up is the Witcher game takes place in 1270. At this time, Shani is about 20 years old, having been 17 in 1267 when she first meets and has sex with Geralt. Guess how old Geralt was at that time? He was born in 1174, making him 96 years old during the events of the first game. Wow. This is another reason why I will always ship him and Yennefer, because at least they are in the same age group. Uh, that ass don't look 96, though. (laughs) We all just hope to age as fine as he has. Major facts. Yeah, Geralt's definitely a lot older than Shawnee. And as for her romance, it is quite short. In order to access it, you have to assist Shawnee with an autopsy. Yes, quite the stuff romance novels are made of. Geralt can ask for her assistance during the investigation in Vizima in the quest called Anatomy of a Crime. And that's it. That's the loyalty quest. As we've said, romances and games have gotten much more detailed and intense since this game came out. But it's games like these that laid the foundation for the romance options that we have today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, 1000% agreed. Shawnee walked so Pan Am could run, or even Triss in the Wild Hunt, which we'll get to. The last thing to do before you can sleep with Shawnee is have a party with Dandelion. This quest is cute. It's called Old Friend of Mine. You gather up Zoltan and Dandelion and meet up at Shawnee's house, sneaking past Grandma, a.k.a. the old hag, of course. You drink liquor, talk about the past, and the others persuade Geralt to sneak downstairs for some lard and pickles to go with their liquor. Ugh. <laughs> After the party, you can thank Shawnee by gifting her with some red roses. Oh, Geralt, the classic move. Red roses, Geralt. So you... You're blushing. I get flowers so rarely. A pretty young medic like you can't be lacking admirers. Aww. Card number one for Shawnee is one of my favorites. She is bare-ass naked on a bed, propped up on her elbows and knees, while reading the Kama Sutra with her butt straight up in the air. Seven out of ten, because she is researching on how to have more fun. I trusted you to think what you've been doing upstairs! What now? How he plays the innocent! Madam, I couldn't even if I wanted to. Mutation. You claim you don't even want to? I swear, I just can't. Poor thing. How about some bread with lard as comfort? No. I really must run. <laughs> <laughs> the granny is hilarious. And what is with everyone and bread and lard in this game, too? Oh, I guess it's comforting. Ugh. Well, I mean, anyway, like, lard is like butter. I, it, I know. Lard isn't butter, though. That's I can't get it. It's just fat. You're just spreading animal fat on your bread. And I know in, in trying times, it's a good source of energy. Gotta Maybe keep he that needs stamina it up just, somehow. You know, She's just unknowingly replenishing him for another round with Shawnee. I love how he lies. My dick is broken. Mutagens. And she believes him. That's what's so funny. I'm like, I find it hilarious if Geralt, like, trolls her. 
Because she's a hypocrite, by the way. She's horrified at the thought of Geralt boning Shawnee, but also wants to comfort him at the thought of him being unable to have sex. Which is it, Granny? Is sex bad or not having sex bad? You get Shawnee's second card soon after that, and it is wowza. Okay? She is fully nude, on her back, lying on a blue blanket. A white feather in her left hand is brushing on her cheek. And rosy pink nipples are looking up at you as your gaze travels down to where her right hand is just so perfectly placed to leave some things to the imagination. Just like the candles in the background, this card is fire and gets a nine from me. As for romance, there really isn't one to speak of. Like, sure, Geralt is sweet to her and they have a night of doing the no pants dance. But otherwise, she's just a passing fling. Like the rest of the woman Geralt lays with in the first game, it's just a chance to collect a card with a sexy picture. I like Shawnee, and I like her with Geralt, even though there is a massive age difference. But it's not a romantic relationship so much as it's a friendship with benefits. So I give this romance a 5 out of 10 just because Geralt treats her well and Shawnee's sweet. There is an opportunity to get a second romance card from Triss or Shawnee, but not from both. Essentially, you have to get it from whichever woman you choose to watch over Alvin after a certain part of the game, and whoever you don't choose to watch him will give you the cold shoulder for the rest of the game. See? Not really a romance. Just two ladies who like easy access to sterile witcher dick. And in Triss's case, vibrating sterile witcher dick. And now, it is time to list the 19 other romantic interludes Geralt can have in The Witcher. To make it easy, I put this list in alphabetical order. And these aren't really romances, as it's just a simple one-time thing. So it's more accurate to call these sex cards. All right, Roach, let's saddle up. This is not a good idea, Jen. (laughs) Alphabetical means we start with one of the disturbing ones. <laughs> uh, Abigail is a witch that you can save from a lynch mob. And in doing so, <laughs> she lets you into her cave and her lady cave. <laughs> <laughs> the card shows Abigail covered in bits and baubles, charms and necklaces, and nothing else. She's smearing blood across her exposed breasts while a human skull is watching. This is the first card I can remember collecting back in 2007. Or at least it's one of the only ones that I can recall because it made that much of an impact. Google the (laughs) Abigail Witcher romance card. (laughs) If I had played this game when it came out, I would have been 15. That would have made an impact for sure. Oh my god, you would be mortified playing these, (laughs) seeing these. (laughs) Be sure to have a ring for Selena before approaching her in for the first time. You will not get a second chance at this romance card if you don't have a ring with you. He's got to collect rings for all these ladies. Man, any ring will fit the bill because apparently Selena's not picky, despite her saying it must be better than her sister's ring. (laughs) Wow. She's from a tiny town, isn't she? She also may be found in her home in the village. Okay, yeah. Tiny town. Yep. Selena is a black-haired beauty who has pulled her bosom out of her corset to sit in the moonlit garden with Geralt. Nice. 
To obtain the clerk romance card, you should visit the upper floor of the city hall armed with a diamond. Seek out a clerk willing to be a naughty girl and turn on the famous witcher charm. And you charm the pants, and only the pants, off of this woman. She bends over her desk and lifts her skirt to show you a glorious ass shot. And, um, it is very high on my 1 to 10 scale. (laughs) Bring the blue-eyed courtesan lass a gold sapphire ring, a sapphire... 500 orins or 300 orins and present the house of the knight signet ring she can be found on the ground floor in the house of the queen of the night wow that's a mouthful (laughs) it is but this blue-eyed courtesan knows her worth and she will make you pay in order to get it it is another ass shot similar to shawnee's first card but instead of being on a bed this woman has a pile of gold beneath her girl get your money get your money scrooge mcduck's kink (laughs) to initiate a sexual encounter with an unnamed elf woman well she's important Geralt must give food of some kind to the sorceress in the elven cave after completing the daily bread quest she is quite combative in her attitude but apparently that excites her too So in an elven tent, a long, dark-haired woman sits with her back to you, coyly looking over her shoulder. It's simplistic, and it's quite beautiful. The artistry in it's really good. Yeah, you guys should look up these cards if you haven't seen them, listeners. And I will say that there are two versions of each of these cards. So I totally understand that pixelated titties are not for everybody. Or, you know, there might be ways that you want to look at these cards but not actually see a full-on ass shot. So there are censored versions and uncensored versions, and they're not shitty done. It's not like, oh, black bar over nipples. No, it is somebody took the time to redraw all the cards for censored versions of the games in like where nudity is not allowed in video games, and all of the cards were redrawn with additional clothing put on. So you can look at these censored or uncensored versions. They're nice. The way to get the gossip's card, the gossip, is to either give red women's gloves or a diamond to the gossip who's walking around the temple quarter. This might take several stabs at the conversation as she is easily distracted, given she's a gossip. She's got to collect that stuff. Intel. Secret squirrel shit. And then stab her, you do, in a kitchen with garlic hanging from the ceiling and a dead chicken in hand? Oh, wow. Um, okay. With only a white sheet covering her lower half, it's easy to miss the feathers in her other hand. Sexy Salmonella. After Geralt saves a half-elf in a ghost story, he can speak with her to get her card. Skillful choices in the conversation should lead to I don't know what that means, but I know what you will say next line. And another redhead that can read. I love it. This elf was reading a book when her clothes started to fall off. Oops. (laughs) The lady of the lake takes some work. In order to get the romance card, Geralt must first talk to the hermit and ask him of the Holy Grail. Failing to do this will result in the romance option being unavailable. He must then tell the lady of the lake that he wishes to embark on a miss. 
she will get her hackles up and stop him right there, having only just told him that she takes a dim view of grail quests. But then the witcher says, oh, he was only just jesting. And they continue their conversation. She gets around to the fact that it's lonely being a goddess, and while she's fully aware that her subjects must lust for her, they would never dare act on those feelings. She tells the witcher that he should compliment her, so he does, in a fairly lame manner, which she is quick to point out. Finally, he gets an inspiration and decides to compliment her ass, saying it puts all other asses to shame. This amuses her greatly. They finally get to know each other better. Mm. If he persists with the quest of paramount importance conversation, and it does initially sound noble, the lady knights him, Sir Bonehead, (laughs) and dismisses him from her sight, none too fondly. Geralt can then still speak with her. He can even backtrack on the grail quest, but no sex. And she tells him so, saying, You know not how much you have lost. So don't blow it. Missing this card would be blowing it. It's really beautiful. It's one of my favorite actual art pieces. The way that the hair flows underwater. And she has one hand covering her chest. And then there is a catfish. Insert cat and fish joke here. Yes, a catfish is covering up her lower lady bits but it's still worth the extra work needed to get this flowing hair card. Moren is found during the quest, a lost lamb, after giving her a wolf pelt. The proper response to her question about romance without procreation will unlock her romance card. She's taken sex safely, at least. Mm-hmm. And I will say, this is my favorite. Out of all the romance cards that I've seen, This one, uh, as for like a non-sexualized version of it, is my favorite. The artistry behind it is just gorgeous. I can't describe this green-skinned Mother Earth goddess more than I want to be that tree. (laughs) When you arrive at Old Vizima, you'll have to escort two nurses through the urban warfare to reach Shani's hospital. During the quest Under a Fiery Sky, you'll have to escort Shawnee out of Old Vizima and into the Swamp Cemetery. When Shawnee is safely out of your way, return to the hospital in Old Vizima and talk to the two nurses from Old Vizima upstairs to get their sex card. And you can only get this card if you are neutral in the game. And you can only get this card if you are neutral in the game. Your boy gets a threesome with two babes in frocks. But... The dying old dude in the background makes it a little less appealing. Yeah. Barf. A peasant woman in a yellow and green dress provides a tryst in return for tulips. One other thing making her unique is that she usually comments on Geralt's weapons as he runs by. Quite the dangerous one. You find her previous flower lover, who suddenly disappeared, dead along the road to the southern cave entrance with tulips on his body. Yeah, lovely. There are two cards titled Peasant. One is a milkmaid, or at least a maid pouring milk over her bare breasts. And the other one is is a sunbathing bombshell trying to beat the heat with a romp in the hay. Has anyone romped in hay? Cause no. That's stabby, stabby, and horrible. Mm-mm. Stabby, itchy, not, not nice and cool, not comfy. 
Hollywood lies, everyone. During the quest, a posh reception, dialogue options will lead to a task for Geralt to obtain some raw meat for Princess Ada to eat. <laughs> okay, I can see what meat he's bringing her. Ada will invite Geralt to her alcove for a cutscene in a romantic encounter. During the cutscene, before the romantic encounter, the display of the romance card. You see Geralt's amulet hit the floor and vibrate furiously. It was pretty good. And this princess reminds me so much of Dragon Age 2 Isabella. The pose, the clothes, the look on the face is so come fuck me big boy because I know what I want. And it was just straight up Izzy. <laughs> there are a lot of ways to get the prostitute card. The easiest being to pay the 250 orins and wham bam thank you ma'am. If you wait until chapter 3 of the game to visit a horror house and chose to support the squirrels at the bank, it will cause all the prostitutes in the temple quarter to inform you that they'll refuse to consort with elf lovers. Wow. But the harbor whore at the dike either hasn't heard about the bank or doesn't care. The card can be obtained from her. You know what, harbor whore? Thank you for not being racist. <laughs> the harbor whore at the dike. I mean, it's just too fucking perfect. <laughs> The card is a very busty woman who seems to have popped out of her shirt and is showing coin in her hand to say, you can look, but touching is going to cost you. Mm -hmm. Rayla wants you to say anything to get her to be feisty. Pick option number one to get her sex card. You can only get this card if you sided with the Order of the Flaming Rose. Yep. What are these names? Squirrels? Flaming Rose? Well, squirrels are this uh, Scoia'tael. They are... Oh, they would yeah. be um, Dalish. That's the best way mm -hmm. that I can correlate them. Order of the Flaming Rose, very Templar. Oh. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you side with the Order of the Flaming Rose, you definitely see that in Rayla's card. The city is in flames behind her. She is naked and covered in suit and sweat. It is only that sword moved a few more inches we would see her flaming rose. <laughs> Rosalind is available during the quest Dandelion's Loot. So many euphemisms. If you meet her before you receive the quest from Dandelion, you'll have missed out on this card. This is a pure and innocent card. She's standing in a doorway with nighttime stockings on and holding her bare chest to keep modest cute. Okay, Toruviel is who you can sleep with if you don't side with the Order of the Flaming Rose. <laughs> she is a striking elf woman who uses flower necklaces to cover herself. I think we're almost done. I don't know, man. Talk about Witcher stamina. Okay, so agree to spare the Queen of the Night's life and experience a foursome with three of her sisters who are types of vampires known as an alp. The romance card depicts a single vampire. Curiously, the cutscene prior to the romance card shows one of the sisters turning into a... Whoa, how do you say that? Bruxa. Okay, instead of an alp. Yeah. Bruxa. And so I would also like to point out that they're not like probably biological sisters. It's more like a nest of vampires who are family. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. As a twin, I was disturbed. Yeah, no. That makes me feel better. <laughs> no. Your nest is your family. They are your sisters. It is not going to be, uh-uh. She's my sister. She's... No. 
<laughs> Lord. Okay. Oh, me, oh, my, a foursome. I've only ever gotten that house in one other game. Hmm. But this card is another one of the creepies. But whatever floats your boat, man. It seems to involve chains and a lot of scratching. So have fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like scratching. If you rescue Vesna, Vecna, <laughs> Vesna from the bandits, then walk her home. <laughs> Schedule a late night rendezvous at the old mill. Bring wine. If you forget the wine, you'll have to come back with it the next night. Because she'll be waiting there apparently all day. <laughs> No, actually, she won't. She gets up and she does won't. her daily things, and then she can accidentally die before you get to have sex with her if you forget the wine. Oh, no. So, but Bring girl knows what wine. she wants. Yep, she wants her wine. Mm -hmm. And in the back of the mill, under a full moon, she will show you a good time. And that is R19. Whew. I do want to make some honorable mentions to Deidre, who is in the DLC. And the Witcher Merchants, who I can find their card, but not their questline information. And Sabrina Glevesig, who is also in the DLC, and you can get a card from her as well. But those are like premium upgrade pays. I'm not going to talk about premium fucking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I done being horny and looking at pixel tits? Probably for tonight. Tomorrow is a brand new day, and I will get as many cards as I can find in my playthrough. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Okay, and that is where we would normally end our episode, but tonight we have a special guest. Yay! Ben of Tamaria, welcome on to the Two Girls One Ship. Uh, we are very happy to have you on here tonight because I have known you as like the number one Tristan um, on all of our conversations that we have had about Witcher. Ben and I met on the Witcher Lorecast Patreon chats. And... <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna fight. V, I totally forgot to tell you that uh, Ben's here to talk about Triss tonight. Yeah, I'm not a toasty. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't pandering to toasty. Those are my original thoughts. <laughs> but right. I'm really interested to hear the other side. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a little bit of your origin story and how you came to love The Witcher? So, um, with The Witcher, I was introduced to it back in when I was going through high school, actually. So, I was introduced to The Witcher 2, uh, Assassin of Cranes, and played a little bit of that. Um, found out there was a first one, so I actually went and actually got a hard copy since... Back then, you could still find hard copies of CD games <laughs> uh, of The Witcher 1, Complete Edition. So I played through that, went through the second one, uh, picked up the third one at launch. And then ever since then, I've been hooked on the game series. Um, going playing through Witcher 2, I found out it was based on a book series. So started reading, I read all the books multiple times uh, and listened to them. And... Yeah, I mean, I even, I'm such a big Witcher nerd, I even go to my local Renaissance Fair in Ohio to do my own Witcher cosplay I do, so. I've seen your Witcher cosplay, and it's good. He's got the, um, 
the werewolf head on the hook. I love it. I love it. Please post a picture in our Discord. Oh, yeah. If you are comfortable doing that. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see that. I love me some cosplay. Um, let's see. So we discussed a lot of things about Geralt and his many, many partners. Did you learn anything new? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've played the first game, at, I believe, at least twice. Um, and if no one's played it before, uh, if you want to give it a shot, you you should. But it, since it is an old game, and expect old-style gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. It can be rough if you're not used to it. Ugh. Do you play it on a console or on PC? Uh, I mean, Witcher 1's only on PC. Mm, okay. Because I thought maybe it would be easier if I was playing with it on controller. My brain is like, I need to click the button every time that I want to attack. It's not hit once and then it will auto-attack for me. Yeah, with the, with the Witcher 1, since it was 07, they didn't have controller support back then either. So you had to use mouse and keyboard for that one. Mm, okay. Good to know. I didn't think I'd be learning any gameplay things tonight, but here we go. <laughs> um, so, with Triss, um, it is a short romance in one. There's not a whole lot of depth to it. And of course, she has big major changes in three. Um, but specifically with one, are there any like major key factors that we missed in our research or things that would have brought... like? more depth to this romance um like from the books or anything like that no i would say you guys were pretty on point with the romance with tris um even from the books yeah she was very obsessive with Geralt in the books and the games more so i mean i would say probably about the same if not a little a little tad more obsessive with Geralt. other than that yeah like there's the hair in the book she was chestnut so you could say brownish red. Mm. And where the games you go full on redhead. Yeah. But I think it was like an aesthetic CD project did to where, hey, let's make her more appeasing and different. Yeah. Because a sorceress who can control fire should be a fiery redhead. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think if I didn't know what she had behaved like in the books just taking the first game she's just kind of harmless like i mean Geralt talks about it all the time not remembering things but i'm not sure because i haven't played the first game if anyone ever brought up yennefer at all or if she was mentioned in any way because if you would never know about her you're like okay well he just doesn't remember his life like it's not like you know he's forgetting about a lover so it doesn't feel that bad to romance tris you know it doesn't feel as kind of tricksy as it is you know when you know those things about her from the books and i feel like you have to to take them into consideration just because all the characters are constantly talking about events that happened in the books like the timelines at least very similar if not the same it just transitions into the game so kind of a bummer for tris (laughs) i really did not know that about her i only had my impression from wild hunt until i researched for this episode and i was like oh my gosh what is this we've come a long way Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and I played Witcher 1 before I read the books. I think I had played 1, 2, and 3, and then went back and read the books, and that's where I got a lot more of the background information. I was like, oh, wow, this kind of changes everything that you look at the game. 
Oh, definitely. Like having, I mean, this is also a game series which is a bit different because it is more towards. It's a sequel to a book series, not a retelling or an adaptation, which is what we mostly get in video game media. Where this one is like, hey, we're going to actually go and take the story further and like tell more about this all these characters. Dude, um, and I believe Andre did not like the adaptations of where the game went, right? As far as I can remember, there was interviews with him to where he had mixed feelings with the game. So the thing is, though, he's never played the games or watched anything about the games. He had mixed feelings because he kind of screwed himself over on the pay aspect. Mm. When he sold the rights to CD Projekt for the games, uh, he did it as a lump sum where CD Projekt multiple times told him are you sure you don't want to do royalties we will give you royalties for it and he did a lump sum i think at the time for the witcher series it was like equivalent to like ten thousand us dollars but uh Mm -hmm. so the first game does significantly well like decently well second one does a lot better and the third one you know explodes being the massive yeah explosion that we get you know how we have uh, witcher everything today Mm-hmm. And so they actually had to do a new deal for him in like 2019. Maybe I think it was like maybe 2020. I think it was 2019. Uh, they did a new deal with that. him to where he did royalties now. And I was like, because he kind of screwed himself. Yeah. Well, is Netflix totally separate or did they have to mm-hmm. deal with him or did they have to deal with CDPR? So- with the game, so the Netflix series is separate from the CDPR. So it's an adaptation where they just get Andres Vasquez, uh okay, and he's like he's a uh, consultant on the show and everything, and he actually watches the show mm. compared to what <laughs> what they done at CDPR. Um, but you also have uh, Artosorian Games that do the Witcher TTRPG. They consult with CDPR because CDPR owns all game rights for Witcher, whereas. Sofkowski owns basically everything else, books, slash, like, TV shows and movies, and who he can, like, who will distribute it. Hmm. That's good to know. I mean, I like knowing the background on a lot of things on that, and that people were willing to work with him after he did make such a, a mistake with the with the royalties in the beginning. Um, but let's not talk money. Let's talk romance tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like we did justice with Triss and do you agree with our ratings for the night yeah yeah um I can't remember what you rated Triss to be quite honest uh I I gave her a one (laughs) sorry you hate Triss (laughs) I didn't hate her until I started researching this game and saw like it's not I it's just not a romance and all the audio clips, like the dialogue that's specifically romance oriented in this game is so minimal. And what she says to Geralt is so ridiculous. Like, um, are you over her yet? Uh, do you uh, talk about Shawnee, I guess, because I'm not mm-hmm. talking about Yennefer. And then uh, buy me a ring and let's raise this kid together. And it's just so demandy. Like, calm down, Tris. Like she and she literally interrupts him all the time. He's like, "Uh, okay, I guess." He's like being a pushover, which is weird. 
because he's a witcher. But I don't know. It's just weird. And then knowing everything I know about how they came together in the first or in the books, it's like, ugh, she finally found her chance and she swooped on him. That's what it felt like. I mean, to be fair, Geralt's not the best in the romance department, so no, he's I mean, not. I'm, I'm not. The pushover is kind of a kind of a thing for him. But with Triss, I mean, the reason why I stick with Triss majority of the time when I play these games is it, she's loyal. Like she, she forever will be only for him. Like she won't betray him. She won't backstab him or anything like that. Yeah. So. And, and is it loyalty or is it obsession? <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could read it either way. I, th- yeah, I mean, you I never put got a little bit of both her. into it. But when you get to The Witcher Three, it's more pure loyalty. I think. Yeah, you're right. I never got that impression. I, it was such a shock to learn that about her. Honestly, I was like, I can't believe this is the same character. Really, doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Uh, I gave her a six and an eight on physical appearance. Because I liked I liked her cards. They're they're good cards. Um, the fact that you get a romance option within like the first fifteen minutes of the game, like once you learn how to go through it, and you're playing the prologue. I think it's I think it's hilarious that you can have sex in the beginning of the game. Yep, never it's how it great. works. <laughs> um, Isn't and the second game too? Like Triss is like the first. It's scene the very the first game. scene of it's the mm-hmm. very first scene of the game was uh, Geralt and Triss are in a tent on a battlefield, mind you. <laughs> See, I feel like Triss is used as just like fan service, basically for people for game game purposes. Yeah, yeah, for the game purpose. That's what I mean. Like oh, that's yeah. not who she was in the books or anything, but like just aesthetically. Putting those scenes so quickly in the first part of the games, making her because she's like, that's what I kept finding everywhere I was looking on the internet. Was comparing obviously her to Yennefer because she's so nice and so cute. People want to like her more, and she just even if you don't know anything about her, you're like, oh, she's she's cuter, she's better. So it's easier to make her that kind of like fan service. I'm here to just be hot character. Oh yeah, I mean that's why I romanced her. My first, uh, my first playthrough was a Trish playthrough uh, because I was like, one, I had no idea what was going to happen, selecting the options that I did, and so then I was like, oh whoops, I fell into bed with this woman, and then so I keep playing the game, and then I was like, but I find Trish more attract, more physically attractive than Shawnee, but I don't know, personality wise, I still stand with Shawnee. But that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> and now we've already had this conversation for like an hour and a half on a Patreon chat on the Witcher Lorecast. <laughs> that we did. Oh boy. Oh. Alright. As someone who has done multiple full playthroughs of the games, what makes you want to come back each time? I mean, like I said earlier, it's more of like her loyalty to Geralt. Mostly. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, it helps that she's a redhead. Like, me personally, I'm into redheads. It's just the thing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, her loyalty, her to Geralt. Um, also, like, in the later games, how she's very passionate about the causes that she's with. Uh, like, when you get to The Witcher 3, she wants to freeze all the mages from Novigrad and all that. And just her 
you see her in Witcher 1 and you think, okay, she's a hot chick. That That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. There's some development-ish. But when you get to 2 and 3, that's when it starts growing more. And it's like, okay, she's like becoming not only like wanting to be with him, but she's also wanting to help and also support him in like similar causes that he's with because he's Geralt's always been like the white knight quote unquote that's what he wants to be or like he tries to be at most times so I mean if that's the uh, Geralt you're trying to play in the games I mean it it really runs all together really well and that's typically how I play I do like the relationship that Triss and Siri have like that Mm -hmm. one is a very good relationship because I feel it's it's very sisterly it's not the same motherly vibe that you have with Yen, but that big sister or even like auntie is going to take me out and we're going to go get into trouble together, you know? Right. No, I do yep. have a soft spot for Triss too, but she's just not my romance character. So I hope I don't want anyone who like is super in love with Triss to hate me because I don't like her in this first game. Cause I do like her. Like I had only ever played Wild Hunt, and I really liked her, and I did pick her as my romance option, too, because I fell for that. I was like, Yennefer's a bitch. I'm going to romance Triss, you know? And that's true, okay? Yennefer is a bitch. But, like, and, and there really isn't any good romance options as far as, like, stable, happy relationships in The Witcher. But Triss in the first game, I do not like. I'm glad that they fixed her because that would have been sad if she had just stayed like that the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toasty says to embrace the hate, let it fuel you. <laughs> I know, I saw that. <sighs> I mean, now that I know that, it's hard to separate it, though, because I'm like, I mean, it's canon. Like, that's just why it feels weird, because, like, you can make the argument I saw everywhere. It's like, well, it's player choice. It's player choice. Like, it's however you want to play. Whoever you're picking is, like, your Geralt's consenting, Right. And yeah, with Triss in the first game, he's consenting too, because that's what he knows. So he doesn't know the whole story. So it's like kind of dubious. That's the only thing I don't really like. It just, it feels a little bit forced. But, you know, it's ultimately your choice. So if you want to romance Triss, it's fine. I'm glad that they've, like, if we needed games like this to happen in order to have the big romances that we can analyze now, because otherwise they wouldn't exist. Obviously, I wish there was more to their story either way, instead of just a couple conversations and a card. But we had to have that first. Yeah. CDPR is like, alongside Bioware, like they really pioneered the romance in games, in RPG games and and action games like that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Between CDPR and Bioware, like they are, they are it. Mainly, mainly Bioware. (laughs) Well, I mean, Bioware started with, uh, with KOTOR, but then... yeah. Yeah, you could tour, then you get to Dragon Age, the Mass Effect. Once they got there, though, they kind of perfected the formula and have just made more content, but haven't really changed the formula too much, you know? Like, they've, so, like the games that we've analyzed so far in the show, when, when I'm pulling up the romance videos on YouTube or something, they're like four hours, six hours long sometimes for Bioware games and for Cyberpunk. And then for this one, it was like 30 minutes for Triss or something. Like, it was so short. And most of the dialogue was not romance related at all. It was just any interaction you had with Triss or Shawnee. So, and it's still that short. So it's like, I'm, that was where we started. Now look at where we are. It's great. They, they had to do that. 
All right. Before we wrap up the show tonight, Ben, is there anything that you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can always find me on, uh, I am one of the hosts for Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends, to where we go over all things of the lore of Star Wars between the canon, the current canon, and the expanded universe slash legends of Star Wars, so you can find me on my own show. And then, uh, I am on the Witcher patron chats and the Elder Scroll patron chats as well on the Robots Radio Discord. Uh, and I actually hosted, uh, uh, one of the, it was like two weeks ago, uh, for the Witcher lore cast with Toasty. So that was fun, but yeah, that's where you can find me and you can follow me on, uh, Twitter at Ben of Tamaria and on Twitch as well. Mm-hmm. Ben is now in the two girls discord. Uh, so hopefully we'll get to see some of your Witcher picks up there soon. Oh, yeah. I'll probably post yeah, them here, and then, like, after the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Renfair picks, cosplay picks, send them all. Love them. I can live vicariously through you guys. <laughs> I want to cosplay and go to Renfairs. And if you like what you're hearing, please be sure to review on iTunes or give us a rating on Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me and our two girls one ship chat on the Robots Radio Discord channel and come give us a follow on all the social medias and on Patreon at two girls one ship. Links are in the description. I'm on the Robots Radio Discord as well and on our own two girls one ship Discord server where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live stream on Twitch on Fridays at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7:30 p.m. Pacific Time or watch the YouTube video a few days after the stream. Our podcast episodes release on Mondays because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. So thanks for listening. And remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. Vault Dwellers, join me, Jax's sassy lady Rover, Eric, and the creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.